Here we go. Welcome to Music Sense. I am your host, Richard Vachon. And tonight, my guest is Brittany Corday, uh, now Brittany Shingus. Uh, uh, I knew her, if I can say, when I first met her at the retreat. At the, uh, but uh, for the, she seems to like to have changed her name to Shingus. Uh, so we'll, we'll give her that. Uh, yeah. She has a Bachelor of Education and Bachelor of Music Education uh, with honors uh, from the University of Saskatchewan. She has completed her associate diploma in piano performance with the Conservatory in Canada, uh, which is the highest uh, uh, degree of piano. She has received the D.F. Cook Medal for Excellence for Highest Mark in Canada for her Associate Diploma. That's that's what it means, the uh, D.F. Cook Medal? Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. And she received the University Medal in Fine Arts as a distinguished graduate for, from the University of Saskatchewan. She currently teaches the Music for Young Children program and private piano lessons from her home. In addition to her role as choir director of her parish and her full-time job as an elementary school teacher. In her spare time, she has worked as music director with Saskatoon Summer Players, plays double bass in a local amateur jazz band. I didn't know you were a jazzy, uh, jazzy girl. That's new bit. to me. That's, that's new to me. Mm -hmm. She studies the Saito method of conducting. Yes, you told me last time. Mm -hmm. She's, and she sings with the Aurora Voce Alumni Choir. And that's a special choir, this one. Mm -hmm. She also enjoys composing. Oh. <laughs> Especially choral works for her choir, uh, church choir. Yeah. So, Brittany, Brittany, all of this has a history. You know, it didn't come, if I can say, overnight. Yeah. Uh, so my question, if I can say my my niche question, is to know how all of this came out about. You know, how did you tell me about your life? I mean, it looks it looks crazy. My first question looks crazy. It looks like as if I didn't search my my guest <laughs> because I'm asked them tell me about your life from the beginning. You know, but this is my niche question. I want to know where this is coming is coming from. So tell me when you first got interested music uh, with music, when you got passionate with music, what are the turning points in your life uh, according to music? So uh, how did it start? All right. Well, I actually think it started when my parents got married and my grandparents gave my mom uh, the piano, their childhood piano, and said, if you have children, make sure you promise they'll take piano lessons. And so my mom made that promise. And um, so that was important for her that we got started with piano. So um, I started taking piano lessons when I was six years old with the Music for Young Children program. Um, and I was a typical child. I wanted to quit <laughs> at some point. And uh. my mom 
Yeah. <laughs> my mom did not let me. She said, no, you need to stick it out. You need to get your grade eight piano. And wise I think some woman. Wise woman. Very, very wise. Um, I think that's what, somewhere- that's, that's- that's that's what I say to uh, to uh, all the parents of I guess, that are uh, that want their children to follow uh, music lessons. I tell them, uh, you know, start them when they are in primary school, but make sure they continue until they become teenagers. Yeah. When they become teenagers, uh, when they start, when the the, the mind starts blossoming, you know, when they become teenagers, you know, if they still don't want to continue, fine, just quit. Uh, yeah. But uh, just hold them until there, mm-hmm. and uh, when the, 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 they're taking off as a teenagers, I mean, there's a good chance they continue. If they, if they continue, they're, they're really going to take off. So wise woman as your mother, continue. Very wise. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely had my moments of wanting to quit, and I was told, no, that's not happening. And then, of course, a few years later, that's when you start to actually get into actual repertoire and it becomes fun, right? Because you're playing actual works by Bach and Beethoven and you're playing sonatinas and sonatas and um, starting to play preludes and fugues. And it actually becomes super interesting, right? So once I kind of got to that point, I was hooked. Um, When I was in high school, I started uh, taking other instruments. So I studied flute. I did voice lessons. uh, did some violin. Um, music theory was a big thing that I absolutely loved. Um, so that was, and that ties into learning about any instrument really, right? To know the inner workings of it. And that really, I think was a big hook for me as well, because I would see something and then I would be able to apply it to the music that I was studying. And that to me is just so cool when you can analyze it and know kind of what's going on, what the composer yes. might have been thinking about, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, You mentioned also double bass. Yes. So in, I think it was the end of grade 11, I saw the Saskatoon Youth Orchestra play and I went, I need to be part of this group. (laughs) And I played piano. I didn't play anything else at the level that you needed to be at. So I contacted the conductor and I said, can I please join? What can I play? And he said, bassoon, percussion or double bass. I couldn't afford bassoon. I didn't want to play percussion. So it was double bass and I fell in love with it. And I worked really hard and I was able to actually join the following in grade 12. I joined the Saskatoon Youth Orchestra and played double bass. So great. I was wondering what was this mystery of the silver woman, if I can say behind a double bass. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) I'd like to see that in action. Well, we can make that happen. (laughs) What came first after the piano? I mean, uh, from someone who didn't want to play anything to someone who wants to play everything. Uh, what came? What came after the piano? I played a little bit. I played flute in for a couple of years in elementary school band, so okay. that was next step. And then around the time we were kind of interested in the violin, so that kind of overlapped as well. So for a while, it was kind of doing a, a number of things, and then just as I got older, I focused more on piano until until I got hooked with the double bass. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, And uh, you joined the Saskatoon Youth Orchestra. Yep. On double bass, as you as you as you you told me. Yeah. Yeah. And you started playing organ uh, at the church. Yeah. So it (laughs) it was one of those either right place, right time, or wrong place, wrong time, however you want to look at it. Um, Our organist left, and they looked at me, and they said, you play piano? (laughs) 
and kind of tossed me on the organ. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a trial by fire. Um, a lot of a lot of mistakes made, but I'm still doing it. So I've learned a lot. So okay. yeah, that was. So how would adventure. you describe the difference in playing the, the the piano and the organ? The touch to me is biggest difference. So you can't, you don't have the ability to. Um, do different dynamics or um, use the pedal to make it sound more musical. You don't have that option. You have to be able to play, first of all, very smoothly just with how you play and yes. and figuring out like what different, you know, stops you want to make different sounds. To me, I didn't, it took me like six years before I even started experimenting with that uh, because that's so different. Piano, it's all about touch. That's how you get your different right the, the different, sound, yes. different tones but yes. organ is very different it's very much you know it's kind of like operating a rocket ship at times <laughs> it's all about the, uh, the 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 link linking your note together yes that's a great way to say okay it. Yeah. okay yeah. because in piano you can afford if i can see to detach your notes the, the sound keeps going on if i can see with the, the resonance of the instrument but the if you if you let your note go at the organ it's gone it's gone <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. so uh, yes Uh, do you remember some of the pieces that you liked to play uh, when you were young, when you started the piano? What was the, uh, the, the, the pieces that really got your attention, really got your, uh, your love of the piano? Oh, man, do we have three hours? <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to say. I, I do remember a big one for me was opening the grade eight conservatory book and seeing Moonlight Sonata. Uh-huh. I, re I remember, I remember looking at the one that. with the Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a thing about that key, D flat major and C sharp minor, which are totally different keys. But anyway, I digress. Um, so just, yeah, it was, I opened the book and I, that was just, I remember that was the piece I learned how to do voicing on the piano. Like I just, I was all in. That was, that was a huge hook for me. Wow, wow, wow. You're the third one. Wow. You're the, you're, you're, you're the third one that tells me that uh, that got really hooked, if I can say, with classical music, with the Beethoven Moonlight Sonata. It's, And it was it's, actually... Uh, yeah, it seems, to be the, it seems to be the piece to introduce people, young people, to classical music. <laughs> There's something about it. I mean, Beethoven... I think too, as a teenager, you know, there's so many, you're, you're trying to sort out so many emotions and you're growing and there's so many things going on. And Beethoven is such a perfect outlet for that because he is like the epitome of emotion in music. Right. So. Yes. And uh, you can relate if I can say to uh, our rock stars of today. You know? Yeah. He's a bit, That's he's a bit of, <laughs> of a percussive uh, composer. He, uh, you know, he's not afraid of beat. Yeah. Uh, So when people are, 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 you know, when people are kind of shy of leaving the, the, the rock music world, mm -hmm. they don't get into something that is completely different. No? They, they, they still can relate with some, something with Beethoven. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's why Beethoven has been uh, the, the, the number one favorite composer, if I can say, in the surveys that they made in Australia every year. Yeah. Every year they, they ask all the Australian people, You know that, that that are listening to ABC Classic Radio. They're asking. They're making a survey. They, they ask them, "Who is your favorite composer? What what is your favorite piece? What is your favorite piece? Classical piece?" 
And Beethoven had come on top again and again and again. Yeah. Not always Moonlight Love, but uh, you see Beethoven often. Well, I can, and I can add to that too. My very first year of the Saskatoon Youth Orchestra, very first day, first of all, you're, you're overwhelmed being in this orchestra. And the very first piece we did was Beethoven's Fifth. How do you not get hooked? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Right? So There's uh, Carlos also, just before you. That's, that was telling me uh, this. Uh, the, the, the first concert he did uh, with the Rocky Mountain uh, Symphony Orchestra uh, was the Beethoven Fifth. Wow. Uh, the, 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 he, he suggested, if I could say, to have the Beethoven Fifth, just in case that they go bankrupt after that. <laughs> At least they will have played the Fifth you <laughs> once in their it's, life. It's an honest, like, you can't go wrong playing Beethoven's Fifth. Everyone loves it. Like, it's it's got everything. So it's yes, so it's good. Great. Yeah, it's fantastic symphony. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this is your formation. This is uh, how you uh, you. Uh, uh, and what 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 would have been your favorite uh, piece of uh, music at the organ? Well, I have to be honest. I don't know a lot of big repertoire just because <laughs> I haven't gotten to that extreme okay, level of playing but i had a bach there was a i can't remember the name a chorale it. something uh it, it was a i think it was a toccata and it was the first oh, one i oh. learned i learned to oh. play with the pedals it was just a little short piece um but it had pedals and i remember being so stoked because coming from piano there's so much coordination just with your hands all of a sudden you're trying to add pedals and you're like this is a whole new level of coordination not just hands but now you got to get your feet doing something besides up and down like a damper pedal very yes. different on an organ oh yes so. oh yes yeah. uh, you're uh You're a one-person uh, one orchestra with the, with the organ. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you, who did you study, if I can say, to get your, um, your uh, associate uh, diploma in piano? You, you must have got a special teacher. Um, well, at the time, I was um, in university, so I auditioned for the music department, and I got accepted as a piano okay. major. Um, so I did get my associates while in university, but I was kind of working with a couple teachers at the time. So it was sort of a, a group project. <laughs> Lots <Okay>. of work. <laughs> yeah. Is there any teacher there that uh, uh, that is famous, who was a... Who was a that uh, everybody should know that uh, the, that, that, that's made recordings and uh... uh well the university of saskatchewan like great um great teachers and everything i wouldn't say we have anybody super famous but um they're very competent yes absolutely yes yeah. well yes i can tell by the way you play uh thank you <laughs> uh and then you went into teaching yes Yeah. Okay, and uh, could you uh, could you remember could you remind me the name of your school right now? <laughs> Actually, I'm doing online school right now. <laughs> however, uh, you, however... Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't write that down in your in your in your uh, preparation. No. Okay, uh, I want I'm I want you to you. say it. All right, want, all right. If I if this was not a pandemic year where I'm teaching grade four online, I would be teaching elementary school band at three schools, one of which is called Father Vachon. 
Wow. The, call, the, the school is called Father Vachon. Yes, it is. Father Vachon School. Yes. <laughs> okay, it's, it's not, uh, you know, another uh, name of Vachon or something. That's Father Vachon School. Oh, it's definitely you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. I needed to hear that. You're the, just, you're just I know, between I us. Know. Yes, between of us. course. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, after the retreat, mm-hmm. I discovered you, if I can say, with this famous piece of uh, Annie in uh, Saskatoon. Yes. You were conducting mm-hmm. and that, uh, that uh, Broadway piece. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I found this thing so fantastic. I mean, I, I came out of this concert and I, I, I just could not believe what I heard. <laughs> I mean, you have, uh, you have there a bunch of uh, amateur people have come in from all over the place, from the city, volunteering, yep. not professionals. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had the impression I really heard, uh, uh, you know, some of the highest professional, uh, you know, performance if I in front of me. It was just so good. It was fantastic. Thank you, yeah. And, uh, and my idea of Saskatoon uh, changed completely. If I was on that day, uh, I thought, wow. The kind of people that are living in Saskatoon that are getting together <laughs> to, to do this is just, well, that's a great city. Wow. Yeah. That was certainly a, that'll, I think, probably always be a career highlight for me. Yeah. Um, I was assistant music director for um, the, yeah, the production of Annie that Saskatoon Summer Players put on. It was unbelievable. It was, I agree with you, it was an unbelievable production. Just the people that we had cast and the work they put into it. And it was just incredible it was an incredible experience for me being in the orchestra pit so i would assume that it was good for the audience because it sure was it was a great experience for me i mean you seem to be quite uh, a director from the podium uh did you listen to uh, georges prêtre you know the french Uh, conductor yes and i'm trying to remember that was a little while ago you'd said no, the one the one conducting the uh, the vienna symphony orchestra the occasion of the new year concert yes yeah. did you notice how little he moves <laughs> it's amazing i mean it's, it's unbelievable it's unbelievable all what he can get of that orchestra with the the, the, the just he's just moving uh, his little finger or the, his, his hand a little bit uh, <laughs> and uh, he and he gets all this expression from the orchestra, and you, you wonder where where is this coming from? I mean, how can how can he communicate this to his orchestra? Yeah. Uh, and uh, the idea came to me that all the work came from the rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, they they all knew if I can say how to play. Yeah. You just had to give them uh, little hints here and there, and uh, and they you know they they're on their own and go. Uh, but when I saw you conducting, you 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 seem to be pretty much in charge. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, uh, and they were following you very well. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this uh, uh, Sato method of conducting seems to be a good method. It's a fantastic method. I can I can absolutely vouch for it. I started studying it um, uh, the year that I finished my degree. And before I started my first job, so the summer after I had finished my degree was when I started studying the method. And um, 
I I've been going every almost every summer since just because there's always something to learn. It's very descriptive. Um, the instructors are incredible. Um, it's very clear and concise, and the musicians tend to really really enjoy they working know. with us because it's not there's no wishy washiness. They know where the beat is, and one of the things, just like you were saying, you know, he conductors that that don't need to do a lot. That's that's our goal. Like as a conductor, we shouldn't be up there dancing and trying to be the center well, of attention uh, we need to get out of their way because they're musicians they're the ones doing the hard work we just need to keep them together for maybe some of those transitions you know get them started but ideally our job is to just step back and let the music happen so well yes and you don't want to get completely exhausted Vizy, with all the your <laughs> gesture yeah <laughs> i see some some of the conductors i mean i wonder they, they, it's a real workout Vizy. they come yeah. out of the country they're all in sweat and uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well and it is easy to it is easy to get into the moment and i certainly there's definitely moments where you are you're right in there right and and that happens you, you know the passion of the music in the moment and for sure yes but. you're 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 someone that, that has quite a bit of energy uh, <laughs> uh most times yes <laughs> yes yes yeah uh but you're you're a, a teacher now yes your teacher and uh, a music teacher. Mm -hmm. So how do you succeed to get your students interested with music? I mean, this is a hard job. Uh, uh, children are not, uh, you know, crazy about uh, classical when they go to school. Uh, how, how, do you get them, how do you get them interested with music? Well, first of all, doing some listening with them, I find is really important, right? You, gotta, you have to show them good performances of music that's going to interest them and so I find um, music that's very programmatic for example they love Sorcerer's Apprentice right yes. if you play that for them oh that's super exciting um, mm -hmm. in the hall of the mountain king they yes. love that right anything that's yeah. kind of spooky and exciting they love that stuff right full of emotion okay. um okay. i've done i've played vivaldi for them we've done some listening with vivaldi vivaldi's a really good entry point right because there's very yes. strong beats yes so it's, it's easier very descriptive for them to also the seasons yes the four seasons yes yeah but even i've done other other pieces by vivaldi and you know they've received it really well hey, come on you're, you're missing one piece one important piece to share with your, your children what about piece? peter and the wolf oh yes that's a good one too Absolutely. Uh, uh, uh. i had so <laughs> i had so much fun with the with the kids with peter and the wolf yeah that's a good i would one. mimic if i can say the the the, <laughs> the, 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 the whole thing with them yeah and i would i would pick one of them you know uh, uh making him the wolf picking putting me on my shoulders <laughs> and all the, the hunters following me, you know, at the end. <laughs> we're, we're oh, you have to have fun with them. Absolutely. That's great. Yes, <laughs> yes yeah. that, that's that's great. Uh, great fun, if I can say with the children. Uh, yeah. Uh, any other kinds of music that you like to share with your children? Uh, well... <laughs> First of all, like I said, listening is really good, right? So getting them to listen to really good music, um, getting them playing some of that music too is, is right? Getting well, them yes. engaged with it, obviously, yes. right? Um, yes. And I do find another good entry point for getting them into classical music is getting them actually listening to movie soundtracks because they're often very classical in style and it's That's something okay. they can connect with um, 
without it seeming foreign to them they're like oh yeah that's and, and actually sometimes I find if you play something they might be like oh this sounds like this could be in a movie right like for example the planets if you play the planets for them they're like whoa this could be you know a big fight scene or they they can imagine something with it because it's it's similar to some of these movie soundtracks so that's really exciting for them too absolutely mm-hmm. um uh have you tried the, the 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 series for the kids it's called the classical kids cds have you tried that i think i've come across it actually with some of my online teaching i feel I've done so hard to keep track of what I've even done this year, but I feel like I came across some of that. Um, is that the one with the little, they have the voiceover and they have the little stories or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, it's, it's, uh, it's all audio. It's, it's, it's nothing video. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. But you have the impression that it is uh, a theater play. Right. Yes. You know, they, they, they are acting. They're not just, uh, you know, uh, telling the story. They, they, they are, they, 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 they have actors, if I can say on the, uh, on the, that, that are uh, involved in the, in the stories and the, the background music is all from the same composer, from the composers you're studying. Yes. So this is fantastic as an introduction. Uh, the, when I was uh, in Australia, And the school of Tainonga, the, 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 when I introduced that to the children, the, the parents, if I can see, were crazy about it. I, I don't know how many sets I've sold to these parents. <laughs> I just could not supply the demand. <laughs> great problem. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, so, uh, program music for the children, which, which is great. Great introduction. Yeah. Uh, What about you? What about you? What is, uh, I mean, what, what has been your evolution, if I can say, in terms of uh, favorite music? Well, it's you mentioned, certainly... You mentioned the Moonlight. What, what was next? Yeah. Well, I think um, as I was getting in the, into the upper levels of piano and you start kind of, um, where music history becomes a requirement, right? So you start to study some of these composers and learning a little bit more about even composers you maybe weren't super aware of. And part of the music history is doing the listening exercises. And so I remember going to Dollarama when it was like a new thing and you could buy everything for a dollar. And I remember no. going in there and flipping through the CDs and no. grabbing stuff. I remember, and I found some of my favorite pieces that way, actually. I remember grabbing a CD and it said New World Symphony. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is, but that sounds cool and taking it home and it was Dvorak Symphony 9 and I remember absolutely falling head over heels in love with it. Um, That's so what's good. Me, it, was, uh, it was good interpretation for one dollar. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> well, good enough to when you're just True. learning some of this, right? It, it's, yes, it's the, yes. Music, as a, as a, the music is good. It's It'll speak to you regardless of, of who's performing it to some extent, right? Yes, as a, as a first contact, yes. Yeah, yes. first contact, a, never yeah, heard it be before. Enough, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, and then we started going to, you know, you go to the library and I started, you know, looking for composers specifically and borrowing CDs. And I remember getting a box set of CDs from my mom for Christmas one year, and it was just masterworks of piano music and a masterworks of like, I think it was uh, romantic music. 
And so okay. that's where I started to fall in love with like Brahms is one of my favorite composers. Uh-huh. Um, and I have mentioned to you before, one of my absolute favorites is his variations on a theme by Haydn. It's oh la la, oh la la. <laughs> one of the top <laughs> of my list. <laughs> it's funny how these organ players like variations. Yeah. <laughs> They like, uh, you know, the you're a bit in composing also at the same time. Uh, improvisation mm-hmm. seems to go, to go in the same line uh, yeah. as composing and uh So this 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 idea of a variation from uh, from Brahms, or from any uh, composer, is something that is appealing uh, for a composer. Yes, absolutely. I... So Brahms, yeah. you would be your uh, your next uh, your next move after Beethoven. I think I had, you know, many at the same many <laughs> many composers that I loved at the same time, but Brahms is definitely. Probably yeah, around then. Um, okay. I also don't know if you've ever seen the movie Song of Love. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a black and white. Uh, Catherine Hepburn is in it, um, and it's about the Schumanns and Brahms. And then you have like a little cameo by List. And of course, it's not going to be historically accurate. However, Brahms comes in and performs um, one of his compositions, and I remember. being like what is this piece I need to learn it um it was one of his rhapsodies and you know sometimes you just you get introduced to something like that and that's another launching point for interest right so you 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 hear this piece in the context of this movie and then it becomes I need to learn that and I I played it for I think my third year recital in university um because I just it was on my list of like must learn pieces because of this movie so okay Yeah. I have to note that down. Yeah, uh, song make of sure, love. Make sure, yeah, make sure, <laughs> make sure I listen to this. Yes, yes. I'm, it's on my list, on my to-do list. Now. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's not only Brahms that, uh, that uh, attract your attention. No, we could go alphabetically through composers if you want. I mean, I mean your, favorite, your, your favorite ones. Your favorite ones. I know, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, you have even, two kinds. You you should have two kinds of favorite composers. Okay, what listening yeah. and playing, or what? what okay, are the two kinds. Okay, I'm getting a bit more personal here. Okay, uh, because your favorite composer uh, is going to be like your favorite friends, mm-hmm. your best friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, which will have a, a similar temperament to yours. Okay, so knowing your temperament, uh, what temperament do you think you have? <laughs> <laughs> We've been over this before. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think you're a sanguine. I think you're you're, you're pretty obviously a sanguine. Okay? I think that's my main type for sure. Okay, but I don't think Brahms was sang- was a sanguine though. No. No. All right, who so, pick for me? Who so, would be my match? so yes, yes. So when you listen to Brahms, when you say that you love Brahms, what you say is that you love your spouse. Oh, all right. Because your, your spouse is like Brahms. <laughs> okay. Per- personality, don't you think? I suppose so. Uh, uh, sounds a bit like that. Same, same kind of feelings. What do you think? Um, he's like Brahms. Because <laughs> <laughs> your close that- friend, in terms of friends, would be Mozart. Mozart, yeah. Well, yes, we clearly haven't gotten to him, but Mozart is definitely 
very, very high up there as well on my list. <laughs> yes, Mozart is your close friend uh, because he's okay. like you. Yes, he's like yes. you. He's, he has the same personality as yours. Very uh, much enjoy playing Mozart. Absolutely. Yes. yes. But uh, someone that would be complementary to you would be a kind of melancholic type, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or intellectual type, uh, or a fiery type like Beethoven, you know, <clears throat> or a melancholic type like uh, like uh, Chopin, like uh, Schubert, or uh, intellectual, like Schubert. or uh, intellectual type like uh, Brahms, Bach. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, yep. that's that. That would be your your complement. And this is where you get out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you explore, if I could say, what complements you. What what's you know what's what's. Uh? That makes sense. Okay, so that you have two kinds of favorite composers. I'm gonna have to like recategorize everybody now. All my favorites. Oh uh, no no no. <laughs> I mean, don't be afraid. Moment, but... <laughs> I mean, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go out of your of your uh, comfort zone. Oh no, it's uh, all good. No, it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. But usually, people start uh, with their friend, with their best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like to listen to music like that that fits them, like uh, like uh, water for a fish. You know, they they, they, they you know they they. It's it's like the the air they breathe. That's that's you know they they. they uh, that's it feels like home yeah okay when you listen to music to, to, to this kind of music yeah. absolutely well and i have to say throughout my like a more recent for me composer that i find really like really really gets me foray is one of my is more a more recent favorite okay foray. okay well, that's another uh how could we qualify this man this composer, what kind of personality do you think he has? Uh, I feel like it's probably more of a melancholic, wouldn't it? Maybe? Possibly, yes. When you listen to his Requiem, no? uh, mm-hmm. very uh, romantic, uh, lots of feeling in there. He's not uh, the intellectual <laughs> like uh, like uh, Bach. Uh, no, like, uh, I don't. Who who else is intellectual like Bach? Like Bach is a whole. I think he's his own category in terms of intellectual. <laughs> Yes, he's hard to categorize this guy. No, absolutely. Uh, he, I mean, he's, I, he's, 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 to be that intellectual, he has to be pragmatic. You know, yeah. he, has to, he has to be able to, to almost to disconnect from feelings, you know, to, to be, you know, uh, up there with principles and uh, his calculations. And <laughs> there's, I definitely cannot, I can't listen to Bach all the time. I have to be like, I can't be tired. You have to be really like mentally alert. Oh, like, yes. If I'm to oh, listen, yes. right? There's composers yes. you can listen to and you can just, you know, have them. Bach is, is not one of them for me. If, if I'm too tired, I'm like, sorry, I got to skip you today, Mr. Bach. <laughs> yes, it's not uh, be... background. It's not background Ooh, music. Not mm. at all. I mean, there's there's uh, some of the pieces that are easier of approach, like the, the Brandenburg Concerto, for example. Yeah, absolutely. And the orchestral suites. Uh, the violin concertos, uh, you know, the pieces that are easier to to listen. But when you go uh, in his uh, well-tempered clavier and uh, in his yeah, mm, uh, mm-hmm. in in all in all his fugue business, no, that uh, yes. oh, hang on, fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> yes, the, uh, the art of the fugue seems to be the most fascinating piece for those that are passionate about fugue. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. uh, Carlos was telling me that that was his uh, island, the desert island piece. If he, had, if he had only one piece to bring with him on the desert island, that would be it. Because it, it, that's a piece that he, he could learn from it all the time. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, it's, it's never ending. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's such a summit. But it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's so hard of approach. For someone who wants to get involved with classical music, it's, uh, you, you certainly not, don't start with the art of the fugue. It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's hard even for those that are uh, to the initiated. No. Absolutely. Uh, it's even hard for the nerds. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from Mozart, mm -hmm. uh, what is your favorite from Mozart? Favorite from Mozart? Well, again, tough choices. Um, what piece would you I have take? to say? I mean, I love his piano concertos. I love yes. his sonata. Like, it's very, very difficult to choose. Um, again, sometimes just being exposed to things through movies. I don't know. That seems to be a way that I often was, you know, would discover pieces. And as historically inaccurate as the movie Amadeus is, there's some fantastic music in there. Um, and the, uh, the serenade um, from the Grand Partita, the Adagio, is very, very beautiful. Yeah, Definitely. with the bassoon. Okay. Oh, yeah. With the the uh, the pardon me, not the bassoon, but the uh, the, uh, the, the 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 clarinet. Yeah, the oboe comes in and then the clarinet takes over. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. From the movie, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Salieri is just uh, dropping the whole pages on the floor when he imagined that piece. He just he just cannot believe what he's reading. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, Amadeus, a must, an absolute must uh, for people who want to get introduced to classical music. Yeah. Uh, the life of Beto, uh, of Mozart. I just don't like, if I can say, the way he laughs in that movie. He looks a little bit like an idiot when uh, the way true. he laughs. I'm sure he was laughing in a way that is a, a, a bit more intelligently. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, artist license, right? So. Yes, yes. Uh, that's the only thing I don't like. Huh? But outside of that, it's a masterwork, an absolute masterwork. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another movie from uh, the best movie that I found about Beethoven mm -hmm. is, and you would like that because you're in the conducting business. Mm -hmm. It's called Co Copying Beethoven. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. Maybe you told me about it. Possibly. Put that on your to-do list. Right. I will have to. Uh, I have seen, um, when Beethoven do you have time? Lives, okay, yes. Beethoven Lives Upstairs is a good introduction, I find, for students. Yes. And it's coming from that series, the, the classical kids. Okay, yeah. Um, that's how I got hooked on Beethoven's Seventh Symphony. Man, me and movies. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Brintley, uh, you're doing a great job. You're doing a, you have a great influence, if I can say, on that, uh, on the future generation, being a teacher. 
Uh, it's you. so important to be a, a good teacher, if I could say, to uh, introduce all these kids to classical music so that they get exposed to good music, to give them a taste, to make them participate, to, uh, to make them understand. Absolutely. And uh, you have an influence, if I can say, on the higher grade t- students. You have an, an influence on the, the whole town of Saskatoon with your conducting of uh, this piece of Annie. Oh, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> so thank you so much for all what you're doing. Uh, thank you, Father. Okay. And uh, continue to uh, uh, make sure that music makes sense. I will do my very best. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Okay. God bless. Uh, You as well. Okay, bye. All right, bye.